All right, welcome to episode four, would you believe it, of the Flipside podcast. For those of you who don't know, my name is Jamie, I'm from England, out living in Sydney, Australia, and this is my way of keeping in touch with everyone from back home in the UK. Um, so in the last episode, me and my good friend Jack, back in the UK, we reviewed um, our 2019. Now, if you listen to the episode, Jack actually mistook my review of the year for a review of the whole decade, um, which actually I thought was a pretty good idea. Um, and he'd come up with some some good stuff. Um, so, yeah, we decided to uh, actually go ahead and do what he thought we were going to do in the first place. Um, so we're going to review the decade. So I hope you enjoy this one. As always, give it a listen uh, and let us know what you think. Decade, yeah. Because last time we spoke, I, was, I made the confusion, didn't I, that uh, I thought we were talking about the decade and we were talking about the year and I, I wrote down all these things for the decade. And... The neck. But here so... we are. Yeah, we made it's it's formed a good podcast. I think it's a, mm. it's, a it's a good idea of yours you mistake, mistakenly came up with. Ah, uh, so one of the best ideas come about. So it's from uh, from seventeen to twenty seven. <clears throat> yeah, so much so knowledge. We'll go. We'll go like alternate years. You go, I go. How about that? I've got an alternate years. Oh well, we'll see. Oof. We'll see. We'll see how we go. We'll see how we go. Okay. Okay. Right. So yeah. have you got one thing? I don't think you could choose one thing, could you? I don't know. Just, just start off and we'll see how we go. All right. Go. <laughs> yeah, 17. 17. What did I learn at 17? Learn how to drive at 17. That's a big oh, yeah. one. That's a oh, big God, one. I, yeah. yeah, I learned how to drive. Yeah, Jesus. That was probably how a mistake, mistake for the world. A vehicle. Nah, mate. That was, 17 was actually, I would say, was my best. But it wasn't my best yet. Because my best years are still ahead of me. But um, it was great because at 17, you learn how to drive a car, and you're also that age where you're teetering on being old enough to go buy a drink, uh, go to yeah. the pub, but you kind, of, you kind of go anyway, and you've got the excitement of will I get served, will I not get served? Um, well, drinking, drink within the, the law, people. Don't break the law. <laughs> but, but it was great. It's total freedom. Um, but I think it's 17 was 17 was a year when I failed my first year of sixth form. Did I you? Was, um, I did. I failed it miserably. Um, so what I ended up having to do is resit my AS and my A2, both in my second year, which was... Ah, okay. Yeah, but I was... Um, so I learned to uh, try harder in school for sure. But I actually, don't, I always say I don't regret it. So the reason why I failed that year is because... Um, I used to get up to no good. Me and people you know very well. We used to go like hot box cars and stuff. Um, so, I think it's okay to say to my past, to my past. I've learned from it. Um, but it was great. We spent like every school night going into the woods and smoking weed. And um, and although I look back, like would I? Well, I would do it again. I totally do it again because it was great. I remember the whole time we were doing it, I was laughing all the time, just hanging out with my mates. Uh, <laughs> was, that, was that worth it to break a, a year of school? I think it actually was. Who knows what would have happened otherwise. But yeah, mate. The school systems, 
It's a funny one. It's a funny one. Yeah, I mean, I think the the car thing it does give you like being able to drive at seventeen gives you ultimate freedom, doesn't it? It's like the first time mm. in your life where you just like you can go anywhere you want without your mum and dad. Yeah, but it's terrifying as well, isn't it? Because all of a sudden you actually so you don't realise it's a lot of responsibility to drive a car, isn't it? Um, yes. It's, I, I, do you know what I think? I don't think you should be able to drive at 17. I was not mature Whoa! enough. Yeah, no, I, I oh, was right. not mature enough to drive at 17. I don't like, I, don't get me wrong, I absolutely loved it at the time. Um, but like, just like looking back, like, I was such an idiot, like driving. Yeah. I got my, like, I got oh, my wow. license revoked. I got my license revoked and everything at, at 17. <laughs> Why? What did you do? Oh, various things, but mainly speed. Oh, uh, come on. Oh, okay. Yeah, just speeding or like being on my phone. So I like, got got like six points and that in my first two years. So you have to like redo your test and. Uh, oh, mate. Yeah, like yes, and then like when when the it was the day the, the day I got a letter, um, mm. saying that I had my license revoked from the DVLA, I, I, I got stopped on the way to the gym that morning <laughs> by the police. Oh. Uh, and they were like, oh. "Oh, you like?" They were like, "Oh, you like you were speeding down there, or whatever." But they hadn't caught me, or whatever. But then it uh, obviously put you in the system, and it just came up like yeah. uh, li- license revoked. Because obviously, the, so the computer system had obviously been updated too early or something. And I was right. like, "No, I've got I've got this letter that I got this morning," and obviously it just sounded like bullshit. So they yeah they like impounded my car and everything, and it was just like, "Oh, oh my god, that must have been embarrassing." Yeah, well, yeah, it oh, was yeah. kind of, but like obviously I was on my own, so I didn't really get like there's no one to laugh at me. Well, I agree. Criminals like you should not be driving that young, but for us, <laughs> some of us, I might have been, I might have been smoking a bit of marijuana at seventeen, but hey, I wasn't driving yeah, and smoking who's... it. I was being sensible. <laughs> you, you who's animals worse? out there, giving us a bad name. Who's worse? You're definitely worse. Than me. <laughs> just smoking the herb, man. Just smoking the herb. <laughs> But um, don't do that anymore, people. I am uh, a changed person. But um, actually, to finish yeah. off that, to finish off that uh, driving story, I remember because I had to, I had to go to a lawyer to get the because uh, they tried to take me to court, so I had to go get a lawyer to prove that I actually could legally. Isn't it? Uh, so I had to prove that I could legally drive. Uh, so I got like compensation uh, money. Um, so I got like a letter. Oh, I got two letters one day. So one was like compensation money from the court case. Uh, which How was much like, money did you get? Oh, and it was it was like seventy seven pound twenty six or something stupid. Um, and then I also got a bill, uh, a hospital bill from Ibiza uh, for when I ended up in hospital in Ibiza uh, on the first night. Yeah, for seventy seven pounds exactly. Yeah, for the exact same. Well, no, it was it was it was it was like like fifty p <laughs> difference. Ah. Oh. <laughs> What a world! What a I world! Know. Just life balances out like nicely someday. I remember putting that on Facebook. Yin and yang, bro. And those Ying days, and that was that was a great Facebook status, <laughs> I tell you. Oh, uh, well. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm... Anyway, we're we're actually really good boys. So. Yeah. Well, I I, I thought I was the worst one, but clearly not. The oh, only actual driving offence, the only driving offence I've ever got was in is in Sydney. When I was oh, living really? out there, where you are now, yeah, buddy went through. <clears throat> kind of funny at the time because I went through a a red light, but it was what I didn't realise I'd gone through it. And out there, they have those actual the traffic lights themselves have cameras on. Did you know that? 
Oh, okay, right. So some of the some of the traffic lights read when you go through a red, and they uh, take a picture of your license plate. Very fancy. And um, Brutal. and yeah, so it's kind of funny because at the time I was um, I was working for this furniture company, making and delivering chairs and all sorts. And it was actually a really great job working around CBD. And I remember I got a phone call saying, um, "Oh, because I was driving my mate's car, he rang me and said, oh, listen, mate, you've got a you've got a fine for for going through this red light.'" And I was thinking, "Oh, whatever." Um, I wasn't happy about it, but I was making good money at the time. I was thinking, oh, it'll only be like a couple hundred dollars, so it's fine. I'll just pay it. I was making loads loads of money a week, so it's whatever. And he was like, oh, it's $600. I was like, $600? Jesus. Even still, I was like, oh, that sucks, but right, let's just pay it. And then no joke, as soon as I put the phone down to him, I was walking forward to get shot. And my boss rang me and, and was really apologetic, but laid me off. No. Uh, yeah, and I was just, and I was just, I was, I got on really well with him, and I was just laughing out loud on the phone. He's like, "What's so funny?" And I said, "It's just funny that I've just got this bill for driving through a red light, six hundred dollars, and uh, now you're now you just like, yeah, I've not got a job Tough either." Day. Tough day. It wasn't. I just generally found it funny. I had a bit of money in the bank. You know what though? He 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 paid it for me. Seriously, <laughs> so it was a winner. Yeah, what? he. What a nice guy. Because he felt. Uh, yeah, because he felt bad about letting me go and stuff. Um, he was like, well, listen, seems though this came unexpected, I'll get that driving ticket. And I was just like, oh, no, mate, no. you don't have to. But yeah, totally do that. So it's sick. <laughs> so there you that. go. I like this. I like how we've just veered off a bit, all from uh, the age of 17. That's, that I know, yeah, we've, t- we've totally gone off off topics. Right, so, yeah, so uh, 17. Is so, that your... f- oh. say, say again? I wanted to ask, is that your biggest crime then? Uh, oh. Uh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. I've got another I've got another misdemeanor that, that, that we'll get to later on in life. Oh yeah. Um oh. who is this man that we call Jamie? <laughs> um right. okay. You next. Me move next. on to eighteen move on to eighteen or something or where you next on your list on your list. Uh, well, no, I, I went. I went first on the last one, didn't I? To drive. Oh, okay. All right. Well, hey, I, okay. Well, I guess yeah. I guess me at seventeen, I was like, uh, like rugby mad. Like that was that was my life at school. Um, oh yeah. So yeah, that was pretty. Yeah, pretty good times. Um, and yeah, loving yeah. loving loving the freedom of driving a little bit too much. Um, well, and I think yeah, I, I yeah, I just I did not try hard enough in school. Um, I think when it came around to like maybe this is pushing on to eighteen, but um, yeah, when it came around to like going for uni and stuff, like I think I think my entry requirements for uni were like BBC or BCC or something. Like it was quite right. low, so I was like, well, that's e- that's easy. So I just totally took my foot off the gas, and uh, and then you know when you get you get your like you check online or whatever on on like your UCAS thing to see if you're in uni. If you got into yes. your course and like I signed up and I like signed on, got into like my uni course. I was like, ah, oh, class. Went into school that day to pick up my A level results. And I hadn't even got my grades. Like my teachers were like, what have you done? I was like, I got like B C D, B C D or something. I was just like, okay, hey, I'd have been over the moon if I got B C D. Oh yeah, I, sh- I should have been getting like A's and B's really. Like, but ah, uh, okay. Anyway, so what did you do then? 
they don't mean a, they don't mean a thing uh, any uh, these like, now looking back. What did I do? I know I know I had gone to uni, so I went to uni. Oh, well, you got good. a um, what do you call it when you get a you don't have to, they give you one that you don't have to actually get the grades to get in. What do you call that? I've no idea. I've forgotten the word. Anyway, I didn't actually go to uni the next year. I took a um, unconditional. Take... Sorry. Okay, yeah. Uh, no, so yeah, I, I took a gap year. Did you go straight to the, where, like? It's, it's your turn. You go, you go to eighteen or whatever. Oh, I well, just answer what you're going to say. Then I didn't go to. Um, I had to research it all in second year, and then I still didn't have enough UCAS points. So I actually <clears throat> kind of work. I worked for a builder for a year whilst doing a BTEC. Oh, okay, um, yeah, yeah. Which allowed me to get the UCAS points then with the uni. So, uh, I worked out. Worked out. Um, eighteen. I don't know. I feel like um, eighteen was a bit more boring because I didn't learn that much at eighteen because I learned it all at seventeen. Because at seventeen I started going out and drinking, and uh, yeah. I remember going to my lo- local pub for my eighteenth birthday. Or I think we'd come back from town after a day session, gone to the pub, and I had a big eighteen uh, birthday badge on. And the bar woman was just like looked at me with the funniest look, as if to say. How is it your 18th birthday? You've been coming here for like two years. She was, <laughs> she was, she was, she was kind of annoyed because I'd never told her. She was kind of annoyed at me, but you could tell she was also kind of like, yeah, yeah I probably did that. So. Well, uh, we, had, we had a pub uh, like next to the school that, where everyone went from the age of about four, like 15. And Jesus. So the, but, and like no one, no one went there other than pupils of the school. Uh, or at least on a Friday or Saturday night, anyway. Um, and yeah, the, I mean, the owners obviously knew full well that they were serving just a, you know, a room full of <laughs> a pub yeah. full of uh, like, underage students. Do you think that could work? Do you think that could you could make that a kind of actual legal thing? Because what, so, uh, well, what so it's well, like more con- well, well, yeah. To be fair, yeah, to be fair, was, it did, it did actually 14, work. 15, we used to. Um, <clears throat> We'd be going to parties and stuff, and we'd we'd drink. You're still drinking, but we'd do it kind of recklessly. But like, I remember I used to there'd be a party on the weekend. It's like, right, I'll get a bottle of vodka in, and I was like, I don't even like vodka. I just yeah, peer, yeah. To be fair, when, when you when you it's like, yeah, I just get vodka. It's like, do you want anything to mix with? It's like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> and I just go around the party, kind of like on in between. Is when I'm sure there's an episode when they're all sipping on drink they don't even like. It's like, oh no. Well, yeah. Looking yeah, back, yeah, actually. Looking back, actually, it was quite like it was. It was probably a good job that we all had a place to go to, like drink in a safe mm-hmm. environment. Because, yeah, because yeah. otherwise, otherwise, yeah, you, you just people end up drinking like in the like in the local park and stuff, and like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, but to be fair, maybe the police and stuff knew what was going on because it was never like it was never sort of like behind closed doors or anything. It was um, never any trouble. Oh, uh, not that I remember. No, God, the fear, the fear of going up to, the, but the excitement at the same time of going up to a farm, like, have a pint, please, and just whether you get it or not. If you get ID'd, it's like, fuck it, all right, I'm going. But if not, it was just amazing. <laughs> oh my God, I got served with an NHS, Adam's NHS card one, which doesn't even have a picture on it. <laughs> well, I remember, I remember my first, my first ID. My first ID when I was 15 uh, said I was 24. 
confident, mate. <laughs> I, I no, but never got questioned on it. Genuinely, never got questioned on it. How old were you? Fifteen. <laughs> Close. Not but a bit gone. gone. Yeah, it was just because it was like it, it, you know, it was someone with ginger hair on the on the picture, so it was just it worked. Well, did did you have your ginger beard? Because it kind of looks like on pictures that you were born with that ginger beard. Obviously, <laughs> obviously, yeah. I did not have I did not have the ginger beard at fifteen. No, it's not. Not obvious. That's a strong beard. That looks are, like you, could be... are you are you cooking during this? No, no. Okay, all right, good. Um, what else? What else? Yeah, I think that's eighteen. I think's not that good, really. Move move through it. Don't know about you. Uh, eighteen for me. I so like I yeah, left school and got a job. One of those job things. Ooh. Uh, so yeah, my first, yeah, my first job. I'd always wanted a job in a restaurant, um, but my yeah, my plan for my my gap year was to go do a ski season, uh, which I never nice. ended up doing. Um, do you ski now? Do you ski? Yeah, yeah, I love skiing. Good. Ooh. Um, yeah. So uh, I was like, oh right, I need to get a job like for the summer to like get some money together so I can go away skiing. Um, so got a job in. Yeah, I was like, oh, I need a job in a restaurant. So I've always been interested in restaurants. Had this kind of dream of, you know, owning my own place one day and all this. And um, mm-hmm. so, yeah, first ever job that I got was uh, full-time as a waiter at a Michelin star restaurant. Um, oh, yeah, so on my first day, I met, Mark, uh, I met Marco Pierre White. It was like, <laughs> looking back, it was such a surreal experience. Um, but, yeah, that, that year was just like, it was so intense. The... Is he a famous chef? Say again? Is he a famous chef? Yeah. Have you never heard of Mark Pierre White? Come on. Yeah, I'm just shooting me. I'm shooting me. Um, yeah, totally. Um, yeah, so um, anyway, th- wow. that year was just like such an intense uh, like learning curve, like proper hard work, you know, to sort of like, oh, I mean, I would yeah. say, I was going to say boy to man, but I'm, I'm not sure I, was, I would consider myself a man after 18, but. Well, you might have learned some lessons towards it. What is the actual enjoyment in working in a Michelin style restaurant? I always look at when you see it on TV and stuff, it just looks so so harsh, but for not much reward. I don't know. Yeah, Especially you, you do get you, get you get a massive buzz from from the from the service, you know, from the busy service. Um yeah, it oh, was okay. a lot of a lot of hard work and it was kind of like after the year, I was kind of like, yeah. oh well, I don't really want to do that again. Right, okay. So you always knew it was never going to be forever, but sorry. Yeah, exactly. It was kind of a a means to an end uh, Mm -hmm. in a way. But I got out of it way more than I expected. You know, I just thought I'd just do a few months to just get a bit of work, like get get, get a bit of money together. And it turned out, yeah, right. Work there for the the full year. Nice. Yeah. Oh, fair. Yeah, well, I I guess it was a bit similar to me because, like I said, when I had to re. I had to do the BTEC to get extra points to get into UCAS to do teaching. So that year was when I was working, I was working for a builder and um, I definitely learned that was my first sort of, what was my first job? I was working in restaurants and stuff as a pot washer and, and, little thing, and a waiter as well. But that was my first job where it was, I don't know, kind of a real job. It was like the harshness of it really. Working, I'd work all day just doing labouring and get paid nothing. It was absolutely awful money, but 
Yeah, well, I remember. I actually remember. I worked out. I worked out how much I got paid per hour at the time. But like, I didn't care because I thought you know I was earning money. I'd never, I'd never earned more like money in my life. But I was, I was earning about two pound, two pound fifty an hour. <laughs> yeah, because but, yeah, what between yeah, what? Wow. Because I was on like a contract, but I was work, work, working like silly right. hours. And, like, yeah, it, obviously not le- like not necessarily legal. Looking back, but. Um, yeah, but yeah, you just, I just didn't care at that age. I was just so so buzzing to earn money. Mm. Oh, fair. And then yeah, went off to the old university. After that, mm. that was so. That was what age was that for you? Uh, I was nineteen. Nineteen. 19 yeah, moved to Newcastle. I would have been. I would have been nineteen as well when I went. So. And then, yeah, goodness knows what I learned because I definitely didn't learn much at, at uni-wise. I wasn't like the I, I wasn't the classic student of going out all the time. That's when I, I was more focused on. Um, I really wanted to get into football and and play to a good level and and other things. So I didn't. I wasn't the typical student, but I was. Because what uni were you? Uh, at? I was at Edgehill in Ormskirk, towards Liverpool. Right. Um, it was always like talked about as a clearing university, like not a very good one, but I went to loads of different uh, open days and went to there and just fell in love with it. It was my first choice from the day because I just walked around the campus. I loved it. They had quite a big football programme, like um, like the teams were taken seriously and um, you got coaches and physios and everything. So I wanted to go there and, and I did. And it was great. Um, will, you, will you stop clattering around? Sorry, mate. I'm just trying to eat. I'm trying to eat, Jamie. Is that so wrong? Is that so wrong, bro? Is it... Sorry, mate. Sorry. Well, this is well part of it, you know? People listening. Yeah, it's, it's well, real, yeah. The, the lesson here is... There's... It's wake up on time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. I'm awful. I'm a bad person. Um, yeah, so... University. What did I learn at university? I learned how much I could drink at university, I think. Oh, hell yeah. That's for sure. Oh, hell yeah. And I wasn't even like, I couldn't have imagined being a student in Newcastle. Because every time, basically all through my university years, I wouldn't go out that much in Armsgirk. I went out a little bit, but not nothing major, like football socials and stuff. But I'd, I'd come up to Newcastle as, as often as I could and that's when I kind of saved my money and saved my opportunity to go out because I just loved it and obviously Tom Hennebury and um, Adam and Ollie and everyone was in Newcastle so it was so good but oh god I couldn't imagine being a student there I'd have been I, there all the time well I remember <laughs> I remember like before I went to uni I'd, or when my sister went to uni because she's older than me I'd say to her I'd, I'd you know, be on the phone to her I'd be like how, how much how many times do you go out a week? Because yeah, she went to Liverpool. And she was like, oh, like three times a week. I was like, because, oh. like, you know, even as a sort of a teenager and stuff, you only ever go out like once a week, really. Oh, um, yeah. But then, yeah, so the, the thought of just being able to go out like whenever you want or, you know, like any yeah, night, we... whether it's like a Monday night, a Tuesday night, a Sunday night, it was like, that was the dream. And mm. yeah, God, yeah, like, I remember just, yeah, taking full advantage of, uh, of that while I was at uni, like, I'm, like freshers' week, 
Newcastle back, Newcastle freshers oh, week, wow. North, Northumbria freshers week, and I'd all I'd go out every single I'd go out like fourteen nights in a row. Whether I yeah. was, whether I was like, I remember I did that on my placement year as well. But we'll get yeah, to I remember getting ahead of ourselves. My, my last year was um, my last my third year was probably my biggest freshers week. I just was was well, oh god, bloody mental. Loved it. I didn't get hangover. I didn't get a hangover until I was uh, about 23, 24. Oh, mate, go fuck yourself. I, I, <laughs> I've always got bad hangovers and I still get awful hangovers. That's why That's why I don't really drink that much anymore. I only drink on big occasions. Mm. So, but, um, oh, good time, good time. Yeah, so that was the start of university. And I feel like it kind of just, it just snowballed into 19 to 20 <clears throat> to 21 was in terms of university, I just don't feel like I learned that much. But um, actually, no, that's a lie. That's a total lie. Take it back. I was doing, uh, I did learn a lot because I was finally studying or doing a subject that I was into. I found it really hard in school because there was a few subjects that I enjoyed, but then there's the subjects that you just have to do as well. And I found that really frustrating because I just, I think I struggled with the discipline of, having to learn so many different subjects and I always had it in my head that I didn't need these subjects and although I was young then and, I, and naive a little bit I stand by it to this day like there's so, some subjects in school that I did not have to do um, yeah. I'm not using today but maybe unconsciously I'm actually using little bits of them and I, maybe I'm lucky to say that because who knows I might have actually <clears throat> algebra algebra might have come around and been useful but it's not, I think it's so. not yet well, you're but yeah, my, yeah. my first my first like few years at uni, or my first two years certainly were just uh, you know I, I didn't do any like any work. I just did the bare minimum, and I just sort of like enjoyed the student life stuff for what it is. Um, I'm not not going to deny that. Whereas I think I was yeah. the opposite. I, I like I never missed a lecture, and I, and I always I tried hard in my work because I didn't really try in my in in, in sixth form. So I did yeah. one, and I had good mates. My mates were pretty driven as well that we'd go out still but we were like we're only in eight hours a week or something daft we might as well yeah. try and get a third or two one i remember doing my dissertation and there was one lad i can't remember his name but he was always like coming to lecture late half time he just wouldn't turn up and i remember being in in the library and it was about three weeks until our dissertation was due in and i'm there working on it and well i'm very far into it as i had a schedule and he just oh, comes up like, all right, you had mates, how's it going, yeah? But yeah, he's like, oh, what, what work you do, mate? What's that? Um, something I need to be doing. He was Scouse. That, that was my best Scouse accent. <laughs> no, um, that was quite good, that. I like Tom. And I was like, uh, it's, it's a dissertation, mate. It's like, he was like, all right, so do I need to be doing that? And I was just like, uh, yeah, mate, it's like the big." <laughs> I started laughing. I was like, yeah, mate, it's like the biggest piece of work we do. He's like, oh. Oh shit! When's it due, mate? When's it due? Like like two weeks time. <laughs> and uh, he was like, "All right, well, how long have you been working on it? Can I like catch up?" And I was like, "Yeah, well, I've been working on it for like six months." <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that was the last time I saw him. I don't remember seeing him on the day that we had to go hand it in. So whether he made it or not, I don't know. He's probably there were so many people in uni that did make it. They're just like. You'd see them going but, into the library as you're going out at the end of the day. They'd be going in with like six pack of Red Bull and they've probably got a bag yeah. of Coke in the pocket. Like, let's let's go. 
Yeah, well, I did my dissertation. I started and finished my dissertation in three weeks. Three weeks, like it was three oh, weeks. Oh, you're the one. You're yeah, one. yeah, you're, you're yeah. Like, mate, I that. I've still got off to you. That is awesome. You bastard. I, I remember I had like I had friends that were obviously you know doing the normal thing of like working on it for like months, uh, mm-hmm. and then like <laughs> so like like. Uh, Layla, one of, like one of my friends, she got a lower mark, so she worked on hers for months, and I did mine in three weeks, and I got a higher mark. <laughs> but, but I stand by, I stand by the fact that three three weeks was the perfect time in, for me to to do it. I took time off work. I, yeah, I mean, if it I, works for you, I, I, I worked, I worked, I worked work. at it like twenty four hours, but not twenty four hours, but you know. Every kind of waking hour of the day, I went into the library. I got up early in the morning. I went to the library, spent spent all, and I and I properly. I mean, the stress though, the pressure I, must have been. No, I actually enjoyed the pressure, I, and I and I think like it. Oh, that's just, that's just. Whereas, if you know, if you give if you give me like three months, then I'll just mm-hmm. I won't you know I won't I won't do it until I, I need to. I think that's just the way I work. Yeah. Um. Oh wow. Parkinson's go. law, or whatever you know, use that. Spread the time. If you got the work, you just spread the work over time. Um, Parkinson's law. Yeah, look it up. Okay. Yeah. Um, right. You just get those people. I remember a uh, bit of a change, but I remember doing. I did. Actually, I did my when I was so jump into twenty because I feel like it's a bit merged. But at twenty, I did my first marathon. Okay. Um, yeah. Nice. When I was. I was a student, and that was the Liverpool Marathon. They stopped doing it now. But um, the reason why I remembered that was I remember a lad that a lad from uni that I knew who smoked, didn't train for it, kind of the same as me spending loads of time to do the dissertation and you cramming it in. Um, what works for anyone? But I remember I trained really hard. Um, I have I do come from like a running background, so I'm I'm not bad. And he didn't train, and he. He beat me in the marathon. <laughs> he was like a chain smoker, and I was just like, Fucking. so. I think I I learned more from, I learned a lot from him beating me because all those you know you only compete compete with yourself you know, in that environment. But yeah, I learned that life's bullshit at times. <laughs> I was like, How is this so annoying? How is this motherfucker done that? So um, that was the hardest yeah. at the time. That was the hardest thing I'd ever done. Yeah, physically, yeah, physically, yeah. yeah. Yeah, when you hit the wall, I was always told about it, oh, you'll hit the wall and you're doing a marathon or you're doing a long run. And it's this point when your body just doesn't shut down, but it just, it's really hard to explain. Have you ever experienced it? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, that's why I'd recommend anyone to do it because it is a weird, it's like, it's it's not a fun, enjoyable, but it's really all your muscles, like, for me, I think it's different for everyone, but basically you just get to that point of exertion that you're just knackered. You have to keep going. Yeah. Um, and I had it in my head. that I didn't care what time I got. It was just that I had to keep running. No matter how slow I would run, I, would, I, I didn't want to stop. And um, you get to a point when you're, it's so weird. Your legs become so heavy. And I, I was, oh, mate, it was mental. But um, it shows you where you can go. There's a way you can go in the mind. Great. Yeah, I need to do a marathon. Yeah, do it. 
there's a really good half. Well, Sydney half marathon. Uh, is it half or maybe a ten k? Pretty sure it's a half. That is one I'd recommend because that you go over Sydney oh, no, Harbour Bridge and yeah, no, I've, I've done that. I did that. I, I did the ten k. Uh, so you do it over Sydney Harbour Bridge. Yeah, I did it. Oh, true. Wait, does that? So is it just a ten k, or can you choose? No, is it? Is it ten? Yeah, you can choose. There is a half yeah, marathon as well. It must yeah. be a marathon. No, no, there's a 10k, a half marathon, and a marathon. So it's quite good. It's like a running festival. Mm. Um, anyway, right, yeah. My 20, uh, from what I've written down, is mental health. That was the age that I learned what the hell mental health was. I'd never even, I I'd never even heard of it. I didn't even know what it was up until that age. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, is, your, um, is your signal going? I feel like I can't hear you as well. No, I'm still here. Can you hear me? Still good. All right, yeah. So, um, yeah. So, so, uh, twenty for me was yeah, mental health. I've never even again, you know, we'll go into the education system uh, another time, but it should be, you know, something you should be learning about at school. Um, I unfortunately had to learn about it um, from one of my friends. Literally, we went on a night out, and one of our one of our friends didn't come didn't come back home. Mm-hmm. Um. So that was a huge wow. kind of huge lesson. Um, not a lesson to learn, but um, well, no, there was, a, there was a lot of lessons that that came about from that. Um, I mean, oh. it, it was it was the the hardest thing that I had to deal with um, in my life until that that, that point. Um, I don't think I, I think I'd really kind of experienced. Um, death or grief um, uh, like that before. So what, oh, so what, certainly not. what actually happened? Are you, sorry, you sorry. Sorry, yeah, no. I'm happy, happy to say. Um, so the, the kind of the full story is that, well, so long story short, is that we had, we had a friend, uh, well, it's ten, a group of 10 lads that lived together and uh, we had two flats and uh, the, the guys in the flat above had a mate who... Um, who basically uh, hung himself, um, and it was that was very sort of surreal kind of just new piece of news to receive, you know. Um, wow. I wasn't I wasn't necessarily directly good friends with him, but I'd certainly met him, um, and that was sort of like just a bit of like a what, like didn't quite understand what was going on, um, mm-hmm. and then a month later it was actually Halloween. We all went on a night out. Um, got dressed up and you know as you do um then i remember getting home and realizing that, that uh will one of the lads just like, wasn't back yet and it was it was sort of you know it was late and it wasn't like him to not be back um mm-hmm. you know you you know you call and you call and then you kind of get worried and then uh and then eventually the, like the, the member of the police answered uh and then came around and you know sat us down and and explained that his body had been found uh, under a bridge. Um, so, wow. uh, it, you know, that was, a, that was a real sort of hard thing to deal with. It, it kind of like, you know, real sort of crashed, crashed to reality after, you know, you look, you think you're sort of unbeatable when you're at uni. Um, yeah. Wow. You know, you're going so out and, then, and then, yeah, literally when you, you know, your best mate doesn't, doesn't come back. Um, so, uh, in sort of, um, in terms of the kind of lessons that I learned, obviously, sort of quickly learned, like you know, that, that mental health was actually a thing. 
point issue. Uh, and I ended up on the back doing quite a lot of charity work uh, with a charity called Papyrus, which is like uh, prevention of young suicide. Because um, mm. sort of, after that, I, I kind of, you know, Googled and searched around and researched about the, the subject and realised how much of an issue it was. Um, right. So I was able yeah, to sort I of like... I died of a clue. Yeah. Wow. Sorry, I just um, you. Nah, that's cool. Uh, I'm still struggling to hear you, but hopefully it'll, hopefully it'll clear up. It's um, gone a little bit jittery. It has gone jittery, and I don't know um, what to... It says my Wi-Fi is full. Okay. Hopefully it'll clear up. Um, Have you moved? No, no, I'm all good. I'm all good. I've, I've oh. moved. I'm, I'm full signal. I'm moved. Okay. Anyway, we'll, we'll yeah, so wow. Uh, yeah, so that that was like a whew, that was a big one. But when you say you've learned mental health, do you, you just became aware? Do you mean you, you're just awareness of it, or was there a, a even further within it? Did like uh, was it more personal to you than that? Like if that says right, obviously it's very personal the whole experience. But you just no, became no, aware um, of mental health, or yeah, um, yeah I think it was, it was more that it was more that I came became aware of the, the subject in in general. Um, Obviously, kind of going through that, something like that does question your own mental health, I guess. But to but to be honest, like looking back, it it, it sort of it was one of those things that you know we we all went through that together as you know as a group of mates, and um, we kind of really grew close, um, yeah. as mates, and kind of and kind of got through it, got through it together. Really, um, I, I wouldn't say I sort of found it easy to get through, but uh, I guess sort of. Compared to a few of my mates, I, I sort of, I sort of was able to accept it quite quickly. Strangely, um, and yeah, that's sort of like that's sort of always what I've compared to you know how when we've spoken about in the podcast about relationships, how I've actually yeah. found like relationships and, and things harder than than then than when I when I lost my friend at uni. So, um, so yeah, that's quite interesting. interesting to to compare compare stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it, it, it sort of it led me it led me to do sort of a lot of reward a lot of rewarding uh, charity work and uh, hopefully kind of um, yeah kind of set me up for the rest of my life in terms of being aware of, uh, of those sort of things. Yeah, yeah. I think um, I haven't I have no experiences like that, and I didn't learn about mental health. Well, <clears throat> I think I'd be to be honest, I. I wouldn't admit that I have learned about I'm aware of it. Um, but I think my respect of it is that I can't fully appreciate it having not experienced it myself. And because I know it's such an umbrella term for lots of different things people experience. But um, I don't know. I don't think I've, all I've learned from it is that, or all that I look at mental health as is like, you, you never know. It's a blind, it's a blind, would you, what do you call it? A, would you call it a disease? Would you call it a, an illness I don't know out of respect I don't know like to term it but it's one of those things that it, um, it's blind isn't it you can't see it and and for that reason or you can't always see it um, and for that reason I've just learned to just be nice to everyone like the best you can because you don't know what's going on inside their head and you don't know what they're putting up with you know because I've been yeah. in school there's some there's some kids School must have been so hard, and 
we as kids, because you just you're just reckless and it's not like you just don't realise what you're doing really. But there'd be some kids that are stuffed up coming going on at home and they come in and they might smell or and or whatever and they have dirty clothes. And rather than like right now you think, Oh well, I think, Oh, it's really sad and how can you help them? At the time you'd just be you I was mean. I was mean. But I I think I was mean I got picked on a little bit as well and then you pick on people yourself. It's just it's just a horrible time. So but now today, I always just look at people like you just don't know what's going on, whether it's a person behind you who's beeping the horn um, or someone in front who's driving reckless or or in all scenarios, or you walk past someone in the street and you say good morning to them and they don't say it back or like it might not be that you think, oh, well, they're rude or whatever. It's like you just don't know where they're at in their life and what they're dealing with. So just take it with a pinch of salt. Yeah. Because you know, for for that instance, there was no, there was absolutely no warning signs whatsoever. You know, sort of one minute, one minute, you know, like happy as Larry, you didn't know anything was wrong, and then you yeah. know, the next minute, and the next minute that happened. So, wow. um, I, yeah, then I kind of was able to through the charity work, end up meeting a lot of people that were in sort of similar situations, and and actually like uh, got some really good training. Um, like I got a yeah. qualification. In suicide oh, prevention, which yeah. is quite 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 a strange like thing to have, but but it actually yeah. it actually helped like really helped me um like recently like last year with the uh like a um a member of staff that I was able to help mm-hmm. um who was having like like issues and stuff so um yeah so that that was sort of invaluable to that something that I picked up as well. That's amazing. Um, yeah, brilliant. Wow. And then, uh, have you got anything else on 20? 20? No. no. Wow, it's all 20. No, nothing on yeah, 20. For 21, I, I, I got, uh, I've written down the corporate world. I went in placement here in, uh, in my third year. The corporate world? The corporate hey, world. So, yeah, so I went to work Business. for, uh, work, work for a large ice. Uh, well, I don't know why I'm not saying it. I went to work for Hewlett Packard, the like, big computer company. And uh, absolutely, uh, yeah. Yeah, basically, the lesson I learned from that was I don't like the corporate world. <laughs> no, why? Why? Yeah, why not? Sorry, I'm off, I've got a mouthful of bread. Sorry. Oh, um, right. Yeah, why? Why not? Ah, uh, yeah. It just, it just what like I just you know it wasn't for me. I was just sort of like the thought of working in an office. Uh, for the rest of my life sitting on a computer I, I just sort of like you know just I just you know I just realized obviously you, you you only learn these things from doing them that you don't want to do them um, there was elements of it that I enjoyed um, but you know it was certainly like working in IT uh, was like you know I was just like right at least I know I don't, that's not for me yeah move on yeah. to the next one yeah yeah fair enough uh, yeah it's not I couldn't say it's something that doesn't interest me right now um, well, but but I can't. I've never experienced it fully. But even now with my job, I um, I might see patients, and that's the practical side that I love. But then I'm still having to sit on a computer. I feel like it's quite hard to escape nowadays. But I guess that's not the corporate world that you're talking about. That's no, but, no. Yeah, I'm not saying that I don't want to. I don't want to use a computer or or be there or work yeah. in office because uh, you know I love my business old model. Uh, yeah, I think you're just being part of a huge, like, 
multinational like international corporations uh yeah. you know you, you just sort of like don't necessarily sort of feel valued as much and i think i just well you're not yeah, either well no i guess not um it's all about making you yeah. feel valued but at the end of the day you're working work for these big companies and it's just gosh i don't know and you know, there's people that work there that absolutely, you know, I think really did enjoy their job. And so, like, you know, it's fair, mm-hmm. fair enough. It was just, it was just one of those where I was just like, yeah, like, I, you know, I learned, you know, I learned a few lessons and stuff. But um, I was, I was glad when it was over, mm. especially because I went to Southeast yeah. Asia for a, for a couple of months. <laughs> I mean, boom, there you go. Twenty one for me was uh, that was the first year that I went to America to. In between the university in the summer, I went and did the whole Camp America thing. Oh, yeah. Working in Connecticut on the summer camp. And that was a huge moment for me because it made me, I learned there that the importance of doing a job that you love or like enjoying going to work and things. Um, previously, I'd just worked in restaurants and things and it was never apparent to me that, well, I didn't like, I didn't look at those jobs like, oh, I hate this. I just looked it up working and I get some money and whatever yeah but then going to, to camp you, you get paid nothing you don't really make any money the first year you go you probably come back even or even less probably lose money but just getting to have a job would work such long days but it was just I just loved it working with kids and having it was, it was fun it was challenging it was so many different things and that's where I really learned the, the importance of choosing enjoyment in a job over uh, over money, <laughs> yeah. That kind of rea- that reality definitely changed a little bit as I got a few years older. Starting to realise, like, yes, I need to enjoy my job, but um, money side is, I do want to be making a certain wage as well because I want I want certain things in life. So yeah, but yeah, that was that was a big finding that balance lesson for me. Yeah, I just remember finding a lot of um, what's the word? I was really. It was a, it was a, it's it like a huge state of happiness when I went to do camp because that, learning that lesson was a, it was almost like a huge relief. It was like okay, because there's so much pressure and and back then and even today, like you, oh, you need to have a, you know, ideally have a drive a BMW and you want iPhone 11 plus times fucking bullshit and all these things that you realise well I'm gonna have to make a lot of money. Well, then I think it just helped me not. I learned just to be less materialistic and just enjoy yeah. going to work. And I don't know, so many, so many lessons within it, but it was, it was great for me. It was amazing. And then I, I, met, I met some of my, my best friends over there as well that I still keep in contact with. So, yeah, it was good. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think I can take similarities. I'm probably jumping ahead a few years, but um, in terms of when I, when I eventually finished uni, I. I just sort of, uh, I was back working in a restaurant mm. and sort of kind of realised that, that 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 was something that I really enjoyed. And mm. um, yeah, again, it kind of not necessarily earning that, that much money, uh, but I sort of just thought, you know what, like, I'm just going to give this a go, see if I can make a career out of it. Um, mm. You know, not, not think about how much money I, I earn or, or, or whatever. Mm. So I'd always, I'd always thought like, oh yeah, I'm not, you know, I don't want to work in hospitality. It's long hours. It's working nights. It's rubbish pay. 
and all this. And so I just sort of just put all that aside. Uh, and actually, and then actually it really worked out because, you know, within kind of three or four months of doing that, I'd got a, a hospitality job, like management job, which was like, well, in a new business and it was sort of daytime hours, you know, and, and half decent pay. Um, and then it sort of built from there. So, yeah, it's just, it sort of paid off. So many people, it's just, you don't, um, I think, I'm well, I've been very fortunate that compared to my parents, I think it was like, as soon as you leave school, you've got to get a job, you're straight into it. It's not about, it's kind of, the, from what they've said, it's the opposite. It was just get a job, it's not about whether you enjoy it, you need to start bringing in money. Um, mm. Whereas I've been, I think it's the same for a lot of our generation, we've just been fortunate enough that we get a bit more time to make that choice and things. But yeah, I think yeah, wait, I think your your twenties should oh, be yeah, like yeah. should be like going out and trying things, but like job wise, career wise, yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, unless obviously you might go to uni and do medicine, <laughs> and then you go you, you're you know you're a doctor, you specialise, but you know you could maybe go down like a specific route. But if you're not going yeah. down that specific route, then you just you just need to go out and and try things and like. Well, I yeah, I'm, totally so, I'm so glad I, I did that. I'm so glad so I did glad the, did. the uh the placement here. Sorry, even though I, you know mm. I didn't like it, it was like you know doing it made me go right. Well, this is what I did like out of it, and this is what I didn't like. Yeah, um, yeah. And then you can then you can kind of like move on to the next one and try and improve. Yeah, I think the biggest lessons from like finding out what job I want to do has not been finding out what I do want to do. It's been learning what I don't want to do because yeah. that's come way more just in terms of, yeah, but it's, I think we're very fortunate because some people listening might not have had that choice, but when I was God, having to pick what I'm going to go do at university at the age of, what, 17, 18, and then essentially what I go do my degree in is what's then going to lead me into a certain career. It's like, I don't, I don't bloody know. Yeah, I totally agree I know, with you. Yeah. I needed, I, I needed, the school system, which we'll talk about another time, but I I needed my twenties or my my young twenty, um, twenty like twenty five, to figure out what on earth I was even doing on this bloody spinning ball in space. I was just, I, yeah, I needed I needed time to work it out. So, and even still, I, I don't think I've worked it out. I think I'm doing a job now that I really enjoy. But do I think I'll be? I'd like to think will I be a physiotherapist for? the rest of my life like I, I genuinely hope not and I'm loving it now but I just hope I go find somewhere else I don't know but that's for another day yeah I mean I, I think that's said before like I, like I certainly like treated uni as just uh, oh, I don't know what I'm doing yet so I'm just going to go to uni and that's kind of the what you're kind of meant to do get a degree um, mm. and like student life looks fun and like, yeah, just sort of putting off adulthood in a way. <laughs> yeah, because a lot of people, like a, lot of people now, a lot of people I mean, use it as that. A very expensive. Yeah, hundred percent. I think. It. Yeah, it is, but at the same time, it's and a lot of people say to me, "Oh, well, you could go to university and be twenty grand in debt, or you could not go to university and be twenty grand plus." It's like, well, that means kind of absolutely nothing because uh, being twenty grand up at the age of when you graduate uni, or being twenty grand down, or whatever. It's it's not if that's that's not the way to look at it. It's it's the whole point to it is challenging your perspective and shaping your whole 
outlook on everything. Like I, I genuinely feel like when I talk to some of my friends, and it's not to stereotype, but to a lot of my friends that haven't gone to university compared to those who have, I feel like there's a lot of differences just in terms of like how they hold the conversation or how they have the, the perspective on things. Or yeah, um, there's so many different life lessons you learn, and it will, and it's pros to it. I'm sure there's cons as well, and people who have gone straight into work from school have. There's benefits either way. It's not to say um, our way of going to university is the better way, but it's just it's just so much more than just like you say. It's not going to do a course that you end or get a degree that you don't end up using. It's not even about the degree, is it? Really, it's just it's so much more than that. So I, I think, think it's the best thing I've ever did. Looking back, I think like <laughs> I know it kind of wouldn't have made sense to do this, but like looking back, yeah. Like you say, it's, it, like, it wasn't about the, for me, it wasn't about the degree. It was about moving to a new city, yeah. um, having a load of new mates. If you could just take out the, the whole degree thing and the university, um, yeah. like, you know, take out the whole, you know, spending however much, thousands of pounds every year. I'd have still probably got the same experience, but you kind of can't do it like that, so. <laughs> well, some people will. However you want to do it, isn't it? And that's the beauty of it. And that's, uh, I know I keep saying that's probably a chat for another day, but it is like some people get to the age of our age, 27, 28. Like, how old are you? 27. Sorry. Um, welcome. And at 27, decide they want to go then do the degree, or at 27, decide they want to go learn a trade, or yeah. just do whatever. And, and there was people on my course when I did the master's that were bloody 40, 45. I think yeah, the yeah, 40, totally. 43, maybe. It's, there's no, do what you want to do. Do what you want to do, people. But anyway, that was 20, 21. Oh, no, I don't know. I, I jumped to like 24 <laughs> or 23. Yeah, well, it kind of all, I think that's fine because it kind of all merges. But I have to backtrack a little bit. It was 22. I went back to camp. Um, okay. And that, that was the first year that I bloody fell in love with a lady. Oi. Oi, yeah. Uh, um, don't want to get all soft. We've done the relationship, relationship podcast. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a changed man now. I'm tough, tough. But yeah, that was that was a big shaping year because I've to. I'll get through it really quick. Basically, just learn to fall in love with someone. How much you can actually like someone and care about them. And because um, I used to always think like when people get married, I was like, fucking hell, you live with someone like your whole life. I, you not hate them. <laughs> kind of, um, I don't know how people do it, but now that I have an understanding of like, loving someone, it's like, ah, oh, I get that. You can do that. Yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. But, but it didn't work out, so I don't want to talk about it. And um, <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine with it. All right? Good. We're moving and, forward. Uh, we're moving forward. Um, I'm fine. Totally fine. <laughs> what next? Uh, I don't think we we might not make it. I think being realistic, we might not make it all the way through because I don't want us to rush these last few years. I'm still all right for time. This uh, client has not messaged me yet. I'm say he's on his way, so that's fine. It's all good. It's all good. We'll just keep going until we can. Um, yeah. So what was your 23, 24, 20, 25? Uh, 20, well, kind of 20, 24 or 23, 24 was, yeah, when I, I sort of, yeah, like I say, started my career properly or my kind of career in hospitality I guess 
uh, or into sort of moving into management, for, you know, from from just being a waiter, I guess. Uh, so okay. yeah, I mean, I, uh, so I just sort of decided to take it a bit more seriously. Actually, the work put me into like a national young waiter of the year competition, which is still what oh. I did as well. Uh, so that's about stories I want to Yeah, so so doing that kind of gave me a lot of inspiration to be part of the hospitality industry, I guess. Um, Good. And, um, and and then yeah, so I was able to get a management position um, in a in a new restaurant within the same business that I was working in, the same company I was working. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, and I guess yeah, within a couple of years, I guess so by twenty five, um, I was managing manage, managing two restaurants, which I think like it, it was that's one of those things that sort of. Uh, if someone had tell, told me like a few years before that that that's what I'd be doing, I'd have gone like, no, piss off. Like, do, do you know what I mean? I, I think much. like I, I wouldn't have. I think you know, if I'd have really set aims for where do where do I want to be? If I know, when I finish uni, if I'd have said mm-hmm. if someone had told me that I'd have been running a couple of restaurants within a couple of years, I'd have been like, well, I'll take that. So yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Why why do you think? Why did you enjoy it? Why do you enjoy? I know it's a big question. Why do you enjoy hospitality so much? Or what? What's the main? If you could break it into just a few words, like what is it about it? Uh, yeah, I think it's just the the kind of the the people side of it. You know, the social side. Of, when I say the social mm-hmm. side of it, I don't mean that you know having a pint after work or like, you know. No, I just I just mean that. Um, I think I public. yeah, I think I enjoy the customer service ta- uh, side of things. And I enjoy the the people management side of things as well, um, and 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 then yeah, I, I do the business element of it as well in terms of kind of you know you've got that all that balance you know being as a uh, or the sort of the role that I had as sort of restaurant manager you know it wasn't you know it's sort of maybe a couple of hours a day on the sort of computer in the office on the sort of business side of things. But then most of the time mm-hmm. it was, yeah, working with with the staff and the customers and kind of just, you, you, yeah. So you, you, there's like there's a lot of scope to just you know have fun, uh, and at mm-hmm. the end of the day you kind of like it's a it can be at times it can be a really kind of happy environment just just making people making people happy by giving them some good food and getting them to enjoy themselves. Um, yeah. Don't get me wrong. There's there's like you know it's really it can be really stressful and difficult at times as well, but. Um, you know, every job has pros and cons, I guess. Absolutely, and and who cares if you're working like you're enjoying it? If you're working nights, if you say you're working on social hours, um, <clears throat> if it works and you enjoy it, it really doesn't matter. There's people that work at a nine five, all they do when they get in from the nine five of a job they don't enjoy is just sit and watch bloody just crap TV and something. It's like, well, what's what's the point anyway? You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, with that job out. I- enough that it was actually within a department store so we you know we like finished at sort of eight eight o'clock at night so it was actually kind of oh, winner. yeah so it was actually more, oh, this was, more, uh, so, more social hours yeah. yeah it was the uh fish yeah saltwater fish company you allowed to say yeah saltwater okay. fish company saltwater fish company okay and then oh, and then um... and then it grew into porterhouse butcher and grill uh, as well so. right um, yeah, oh, so I think 
that sort of it kind of just all kind of snowballed. Like I remember because um, I think I think I'd only been manager of Saltwater Fish Company for a year, um, and then the boss basically just one day uh, came and just put some plans in front of us for a brand new restaurant. Uh, which was mm-hmm. basically just going to be double the size of the restaurant I was already running, mm. but a similar concept, just run next up, next door alongside it. Um, right. And uh, yeah, he just sort of said, "Just do you think you could uh, manage them both?" I just went, "Yeah," and that was it. <laughs> Straight in. Yeah. So yeah, so I went from like, I went from managing one uh, restaurant with nineteen seats to two restaurants with a total of like sixty seats. Yeah. On to three, yeah. mate. No thanks. No. Ah, we'll see. <clears throat> oh yeah, bro, awesome. So that was um, that was right up until almost present, wasn't it? That you worked there until you you went to Australia. Oh uh, yeah, so yeah, I did that up until last summer. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, once I've kind of got all I could out of that, then it was uh, yeah, it was time to. Time to do a bit of travelling. Yeah, fair, fair. Um, I think what what age was that that you said twenty four that you started doing that? What was I doing twenty four? Twenty four. I just started working. Um, so I went and travelled. I went and did it. Like, wasn't a full year in Australia. It was um, maybe nine months or so. Um, yeah, I learned lots. Learned lots. I think a big thing that I learned was just. You can, in terms of work, um, you can do anything just about like if you just put yourself out there. I got to, it's really great when you go traveling because you get somewhere like Sydney, um, and you know, right, I've got a year visa, um, I'm traveling, but I'm going to need a job. So, like, let's just job. You just start looking for a job, and I was very, I was like, I don't know what I'll do. Maybe hospitality, maybe I don't know what's out there. And I ended up working on a building site, um, for a little bit, then I ended up working. Hospitality, then ended up working for that company selling chairs and all sorts. Um, it was just—I don't think it was a direct learning outcome, but it was just if it's not adventure. Do, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, perfect. That's exactly what it was. It was just total adventure. Even when I was static in Sydney, it was still the buzz of you know you, you can do you can do anything, and that's that. I've I've really taken that lesson just everywhere with me. Really, now that I'm back in store the village that I grew up in you can do anything like within reason um and it's just it's given me so much more excitement day to day even when it's like a wet and windy minging day here I just think right well still loads of opportunities to go do stuff get in the lake go walk let's go you know and even now that I've started working I'm I'm thinking now about I'm just more proactive and positive about all the job opportunities that could come around um or that I could even create myself like Oh, you just got who knows what you can do. Um, so kind of wishy washy what I just said then, but yeah, no, just it doesn't make sense. It's sort of just it's it's an exact taking yourself out of your comfort zone, isn't it? And just yeah, um, yeah, yeah, exactly that's exactly that. that's exactly how I felt kind of coming out here. And that mm. you know, I've left left a you know, comfortable job, um, mm. comfortable environment, um, in terms of you know, I had kind of like just a really fucking easy life um yeah and then not that i have a difficult life here but 
uh, you know, suddenly it's Different. sort of like, yeah, 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 you have to do like duck and dive, like with jobs yeah. and stuff. And yeah, you kind of have to put yourself out there. And like, I think, um, yeah, I mean, the, the, I remember kind of the main reason that I tried to explain to people why I wanted to come out here uh, was that like I kind of almost felt like I'd created the perfect life for myself. It was like too perfect. Uh, and like, right, so, okay. you know, and I just wanted to like just destroy that almost. So that sounds stupid, yeah. but you know, it no, it's probably because you know that that you could come back to it, right? You know that it's yeah. there. Yeah, and uh, that you know, my comfort zone was very comfortable. Yeah, <laughs> um, and yeah, I needed to. I need to. I knew that I needed to remove myself that if I, in order to to keep progressing. Yeah, no, I've um, I I totally share that that outlook with you and just now being at home I, I still want to just be always challenging myself and things I think that's why I've said come the summer I've already told you that I'll either move to somewhere like Manchester or London because yeah. um, people know me well who know me well say like why would you do that you're not a city person I say that's exactly why like I'm not a city person um, but then again how do I know like I've only really lived in Sydney uh, and that was short term I you don't know you're a city person until you lived in the city properly. So um, that's why I'm going to hopefully, hopefully come summer, won't be tied down with anything and I'll, I'll, I'll make that plunge and do what you've done really, get out of the comfort zone. That's what life's all about. Well, it is, isn't it? Best things come for me. It's kind of cliche and I think you do hear it on lots of other things, but the, usually the best things um, are the things that, or the things you learn most from and, and change you the things that challenge you most and and one of the fundamentals for challenging yourself is getting out of your comfort zone so so yeah absolutely um that's why i love exercise so much dropped it every podcast let people know <laughs> exercise is important <laughs> true though that challenge that challenge um didn't challenge you didn't change you yeah, yeah, mate. Kind of leap. We kind of jumped quick, didn't we, from twenty through the twenties? But I think for me, I don't know whether that's quite a good representation of what it's been like. It's just such a oh, snowball, such a, such a blur, just too much alcohol. I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's uh. No, I, I wouldn't. Cha- it, I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't change it. No, no, I wouldn't change it as well. I think it's gone so fast. But then when I think about it, I think no, it hasn't. Like. I think breaking it down like we've just done then, it's actually really nice. I'd probably encourage people to do it, to talk to someone and break it down into each year because just when we said, going, just talking through it then, there was quite a few things. I was like, oh, nothing happened at, what did I say, nothing happened at 20. It's like, oh, I did that marathon. Oh, nothing happened at this age. Oh, this actually, you, you start remembering things. And just from that one topic, I could have, I've got loads of things in my head that I'm just remembering. So, yeah, it's good to do. Yeah, I mean, I, I I forgot that, like, I don't know what age I'd been. I guess I'd been at 24, 25 uh, when I bought my flat in, in Newcastle. Um, mm-hmm. And, man, like, that that process is like a, a like a part-time job or a full-time job or a part, yeah, part-time job on top of your full-time job. Cause what, no one... the buying process? Yeah, like understanding what a mortgage is. God. Mm. Oh, God. They need to be teaching oh, that in God. school, I tell you. Mostly. This could be the year for that lesson. Or I might just bail and uh, not do nah, that. Nah, don't. Yeah, 
don't rush into buying houses, people. So, yeah. Well, not, well, it's not, I don't know. I don't know if I'll buy to let or I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, was, I always think, to, I say to myself, I think that I could buy this year or I say buy, it's like I'll put some money down and borrow a shitload from the bank. But um, I'll either do that or I could leave that down payment and just imagine or really be disciplined in that it's almost like I've got a, I save a mortgages amount um, or, or more every month into that same savings account. And then what's like the real difference? Like, is that really naive of me to say? Like, I'm still uh, adding to that. Oh. It depends on you. Some people would say that's a very naive uh, way to look at it. But, it's, like, I think it just it depends. Like, it totally depends on your situation. You know, like, yeah. I, mean, I, think, I feel like it's always changing. Like, I think, I mean, I guess it's a totally, di- like, another subject to talk about, but. Um, mm. Yeah, for, I mean, for me, I was, you know, I was lucky enough to be in a position where I could um, purchase a property or whatever. But, you know, I think I, I don't like the way people just sort of uh, have it as an absolute life goal um, to just like throw yourself into a load of debt and tie yourself down like that. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We will see. Maybe I'll, uh, maybe I'll. I'll buy a house. Maybe I'll buy a camper van. Um, well, yeah, I'm gonna, I'd love to buy a camper van after, after uh, yeah. yeah, after traveling around New Zealand for a few weeks. I think I'm sold to the camping life. Mate, move yourself once you move back here. Give it a couple of years. We'll go half. Yeah, we'll just be gypsies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can be a gypsy, mate. I am going to be. I am, how dare you? I am not going to be a gypsy. I'm going to be a tourist in my um, lovely little... I don't know. I've seen some pretty cool conversions. Pretty cool, like, just estate cars that you take the back seats out, make it into a proper platform bed, tinted, tinted back windows. <laughs> That's Project opportunity. Who knows what we'll, who knows what we'll learn in the next, uh, in the next few decade. years from... Well, the next decade, of course. Next, next. Oh my God! Next decade, mate, will be thirty. Wait, thirty-seven. Right. right. Here you go. What What would you tell your What would you tell uh, yourself? Some, when you're seventeen, uh, what What would you tell yourself if you could now? Oh God. Uh, what would I tell my seventeen-year-old self? And it um, has to be. Punchy and quick. 30, 30 seconds to a minute. Or even just a sentence. Um, I don't... Oh, I want to say something like just live in the now and don't have expectations. <laughs> yeah. It's, no, it's, such but, but, I, it's such a difficult question. I've, I've like asked it and then I'm got, like, I can't answer it myself. But, um, what would I tell my 17-year-old self? I would honestly, I'd probably say don't do anything different. And I, I mean that. Don't do yeah. anything different because um, you can't plan it. You don't know what's going to happen. And so just just live in the moment. Do what makes you happy. Don't make stupid decisions. Ooh. If they are stupid, learn from them. <laughs> it's so generic. 
Um, yeah, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, saying, it's true though, isn't it? Like, yeah, what can you say? Like, try and learn from your, you know, from your mistakes. Try, try and take every yeah. opportunity you can. Like, um, but you wouldn't say to your old self, like, don't make those mistakes, would you? Because those mistakes. No, no, hundred percent. So, no, I'd say, I'd so, say, throw yourself into everything you can, and then learn from yeah. it. Yeah, just I would say to my seventeen-year-old self, don't just look. The next ten years are going to be pretty good, so just enjoy it, do what makes you happy, uh, and just remember that um, genuinely, not to be cheesy, but every day is a gift, isn't it? So just treat it as that, and 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 yeah, yeah. I think my actually my main message to myself, like ten years ago, would just be like. Uh, don't be a shit driver. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, like, everything will be all right, but I don't think I was... I certainly wasn't worried at 17. I think I was fucking over, overconfident, if anything. Um, so I think I would actually mm. say, to my, say to my younger self, like, don't, don't, don't rush things. Like, don't, don't get ahead of yourself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. things take time, you know? Because so, I think, uh, certainly when I was younger, I'd have been, you know, very much like of the mindset of, I want to be a millionaire by the time I'm 30 or I want to do, you know, I want to be, I don't know you, but I guess, you know, it's good to be ambitious and things when you're younger, but, uh, and I know you kind of realize the value of money and things a little bit more when you get older, but, um, I think, yeah, really, it's just sort of like, don't, don't rush your twenties. Your twenties are, um, yeah, they're just sort of like, twenties are just like a little testing ground. Just a little yeah. testing ground for like trying to figure out like who you are and what what goes on in the world. Yeah, yeah mate. It's, um, yeah, just enjoy the ride. Uh, I think. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, it's kind of going off what you said that just not to worry. Like what you say, like I think yeah, I'd say to myself like at seventeen, you probably feel like you don't really know what you where you're going and exactly what you're doing and when you get to 27 you'll probably you'll feel just the same it'll be different <laughs> yeah. yeah you'll feel more mature you'll you'll have learned a lot and be more mature but you know i i the same feeling um you'll hopefully find a job that you like um but if you don't it could be you just don't i don't know you'll still feel like what on earth is going on i don't think as much as you learn life never means Fully makes sense. So, who knows? It'd be, I'll be more interested to see what my my thirty seven year old self will say to my twenty seven year old self. That would be uh, yeah. I think what do you what what do you think they would say? Oh god! <laughs> uh, <laughs> I would like. Well, I, by the time I'm thirty seven, I really hope I've got children. So yeah, I I, I couldn't. I could only imagine what the emotions and experience that is to have a child or, or I hope children um, so I don't know I think I'll be I've heard just from other people saying on podcasts and things like um, everything that you're worried about I'll probably say when I'm 37 to my 27 year old self like everything you're worrying about now means like it's nothing it doesn't mean anything it's not yeah it's, it, it's you they're not real problems you know or they're not Every ten years, like, every ten years, you, you tell yourself the same thing, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. It's just another thing. So, I don't know. It's all exciting, though. It's all exciting. But it's like, have you seen the Matthew McConaughey speech where he says, 
uh, who his hero is? Um, yeah, for when he got his um, oh, such a good what, was it a Golden Globe or a back, uh, not back, the um, Oscar, yeah, when he it's himself, isn't it? Yeah, he says, My, my hero is, is me 10 years, 10, 10 years from now. It's a great speech, mm-hmm. great speech. Yeah, I would recommend anyone listening go listen to that because that is, is, I always remember that speech. Isn't he wearing like a white tux? Yeah. I'm yeah, sure he's got like a white creamy tux, and it's yeah, it, that is a a, a really good speech. Yeah. All right, all right, so, all right, all right, all right, all right. Um, one of my favorite actors, for sure. For sure. A legend, absolute legend. <clears throat> Mate, I feel like um, I've enjoyed this podcast the most for sure. I feel like it's going a bit better. I would like to hope so. I feel like I've not said uh as much. Um, hopefully I haven't. I'm, I'll listen back and probably. Oh, have, but... you have. You you said it a lot. Have I? No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Ah, <laughs> oh, that was harsh. But um, <laughs> yeah, I've really enjoyed. I've really enjoyed this one because it's made me um, think. Oh, I said it. Uh, it's made me think about. It's it's brought things into my head that I haven't thought thought about in a long time. Yeah. So I suppose, yeah, I suppose you don't that's... often with without actually sitting down and forcing yourself to do it. You don't often like reflect on. Well, I, I certainly don't often reflect on the past. No, and especially, and if you do in your in your head, just on your own, you're not going to pull out the same things, um, reminisce or no, you remember don't the same it. things as if you do when yeah. you speak to someone about it. So, I strongly recommend someone to just sit down and talk to someone about it, like last five years, last ten years, last something, or yeah, that was uh, that was fun, that was cool, yeah. Yeah, well, my God. I'm glad I got you out of bed. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad I was up anyway. That was a bit of a lazy lion for me, so um, that was good. <laughs> so, for the first podcast, you basically made your breakfast all the way through. Yeah. The the second podcast, uh, you you got the, the topic wrong. <laughs> and then the third one, you slept, slept in. I slept in and I made my breakfast <laughs> in this one as well. I liked it. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Honestly, the, the next one. The next recording, it's just going to get better. Brother's got to eat. Brother's <laughs> got to eat. So, yeah. yes, mate. All right. Little time zone. So, right, right, mate. I'll let you go. I'm going to, I'm just hanging out my washing and then I'll uh, need to get down to the field. All right, man. Well, thanks for, uh, thanks for getting out of bed. Appreciate it. No, I, I actually appreciate you calling me because I haven't lost, I feel wide awake. I think it's one of those, if I'd have stayed in bed a little bit longer, I wouldn't have felt any better for it. So, yeah, well, that's what nice I thought. One. That's what I thought. I was just thinking of you, mate. Yeah, well, that's that's the bro, man. Hey, bye, bye man, brother. Have a good one. Peace. Yeah, take care. Bye. Ciao.